Good morning, church. It is indeed a joy to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. May the grace and peace of the Father, the Son, and the ever-present Holy Spirit be with you. As we come together on this day, this very special day in the life of the church, because it is Pentecost Sunday, the day we celebrate the Spirit breaking through into the world in the way it had not been known before, and all of us are the beneficiaries of that. We are also celebrating a very special day for us because it is Confirmation Sunday, and we welcome these new brothers and sisters in Christ into the church, which is exciting. It's a very exciting time. Welcome to all our friends who are joining us online, as well as to everyone who is gathered here. My name is Scott. I'm one of your pastoral team, and we are ready to enter into our time of praise and worship today. So let your heart be full, open it up, and let us praise God together. Good morning, everybody. Great to have all of you online with us as well. We're going to open this morning with a prayer as a hymn, Breathe on Me, Breath of God, and move into a song called Build My Life. And I just wanted to read something from the bridge of the song. It says, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. I invite you to stand for our opening songs.
it. Our mission moment today is Alex's Lemonade Stand, benefiting childhood cancer. And we have a child who's going through cancer treatments that's a member of our congregation now. So we invite you to prayerfully consider your offering and to stop and have some lemonade with us. Um, also, that the benediction will be led by our men of hymns today. My grandma always says, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. I didn't know what this meant until I heard about Alexandra Scott. When Alex was four, she set up a lemonade stand in the front yard. Her idea? To give the money to doctors so they could help find a cure for kids like her with cancer. Alex left us in 2004 when she was just eight, but not before her idea inspired others and raised over a million dollars towards cancer research. Today, Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation continues to carry out the work that she began. Together, we can all make lemonade to help save lives. Alex's Lemonade Stand, fighting childhood cancer one cup at a time. Hold on to the cornerstone. Gotta 
stands Stand strong on the sure foundation so Surrounded by the fortress strong And when, when all the storms of life are raging Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on Gotta hold on to the rock You know that it does not take a mighty earthquake To shake hold the ground just and hold on, on. Cause a life can Hold change on. like a hurricane Hold And blow all the plants and gone Well, the ground is going to shake And the wind is going to blow Tell me who you're going to trust And where you're going to go you got to Stand strong on the sure foundation, sir. surrounded by the fortress strong. And when, when all the storms of life are raging, hold on, hold on, hold on, gotta hold on to the rock. You know sometimes hold on. life is easy, hold on. it's so easy hold to on. keep you your faith. Shakes us to a very soul. Who you gonna trust and where you gonna go? You gotta hold on to the rock of ages. Hold on to the cornerstone. Gotta stand, stand strong on the sure foundation. So surrounded by the fortress strong. And when, when all the storms of life are raging, hold on, hold on.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day and the gift of the church that you give to us. May you continue to have the Holy Spirit come down and work through our hearts so that we can do your work in this world. In your name we pray. Amen. Jesus commands us to go and make disciples of all nations. And we're called to raise our children. Let me start over again. <laughs> Jesus commands us, go and make disciples of all nations. We are called to raise our children up in love and faithfulness. Some are baptized as infants, and we promise to raise them in love and truth and do the best we can to raise them in a Christian home. That is until they come to a place in their lives where they can make a decision for themselves. This morning, we are celebrating a group of youth who have made a faith decision, and they have not come to this place on their own. They have come to this place because of their parents, their families, their Sunday school teachers, and this church family. They have come to be surrounded by the love of Christian friends and family in this church. And today they have come to answer questions of a life and death nature with you as their witnesses. And before we begin the confirmation service itself, we have the joy of celebrating a baptism. So I'd like to invite uh, Michael to come up. Brothers and sisters, throughout the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All of this is God's gift, offered to us without price. I present Michael Robert Riggles for baptism. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sins? If so, answer, I do. Yes. Okay. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, answer, I do. Mm -hmm. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? Put your trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. If so, answer, I do. Yes. Okay. So, why don't you stand over here? Now you decided not to get all wet, right? You sure? Last chance. Okay. So, Michael, Robert... Riggles, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. May you be blessed with grace and peace throughout your life, and welcome to the family of this church. Yeah.
as the Director of Children and Youth Ministries of Pendleton Center United Methodist Church, I invite the following youth to come and be presented to the congregation. Lucas Mahalski, Alyssa Phillips, Michael Riggles, Melanie Scalzo, Ryan Walk. Members and friends of the Pendleton Center United Methodist Church, I present these youth to you for confirmation. They have been raised in Christian homes, attended children and youth programs, and completed confirmation class. Our pastors deem that they are indeed ready to be welcomed into full membership of the Pendleton Center United Methodist Church. Will you as their church family receive them, welcome them, help them continue to grow, and support them on their faith journey? If so, then say yes. yes. As you stand before this congregation, before God, and before us, are you ready to accept this Christian faith as your own? If so, then say yes. Do you admit that you sometimes make mistakes and would like to be forgiven for your sins? If so, then say yes. Do you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, for your salvation, so that you can go to heaven? If so, then say yes. yes. Can you stand here in front of your family and congregation and say yes to God, yes to Jesus Christ, and yes to the Holy Spirit? If so, say I do. Yes. Are you willing to commit yourself to this church? the Pendleton Center United Methodist Church, which includes sharing your time, your talents, your gifts, and your service. Let me hear that again. Yes. 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 <laughs> you may be seated, and we'll call you up one at a time. Would Lucas and his family please come? First, we're going to put the stole on that you created as a sign and a symbol of your belonging to this church family. Do you, Lucas, friends and family, say yes to God, yes to being Christians, and yes to Lucas? If so, then say yes. Yes. Lucas, would you kneel? Let's lay our hands on him. Lucas Alexander Mahalski, may the Lord defend you with his heavenly grace and by his spirit confirm you in the faith and fellowship of all true disciples of Jesus Christ. Alyssa and Alyssa's family. Alyssa, please take on this stole as a sign of your membership and belonging to this congregation. 
Do you, Alyssa's friends and family, say yes to God, yes to being Christians, and yes to Alyssa? If so, say yes, please. Alyssa Dawn Phillips, may the Lord defend you with his heavenly grace and by his spirit confirm you in the faith and fellowship of all true disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Michael or Mikey, all the different names that we call you, and Michael's family. Michael, we put this stole on you as a sign of your belonging. To this congregation and to the family of God. Do you, Michael's friends and family, say yes to God, yes to being Christians, and yes to Michael? If so, please say yes. yes. Michael Robert Riggles, may the Lord defend you with his heavenly grace and by his spirit confirm you in the faith and fellowship of all true disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Melanie and Melanie's family. Melanie, we place this stole on you as a sign and symbol of your belonging in this family of faith. Do you, Melanie's friends and families, say yes to God, yes to being Christians, and yes to Melanie? If so, please say yes. Melanie Suzanne Scalzo, may the Lord defend you with his heavenly grace and by his spirit confirm you in the faith and fellowship of all true disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Ryan? And Ryan's family? We put this stole on you as a sign of your belonging and membership in this congregation. Do you, Ryan's friends and family, say yes to God, yes to being Christians, and yes to Ryan? If so, please say I do. Ryan Daniel Walk, may the Lord defend you with his heavenly grace and by his spirit confirm you in the faith and fellowship of all true disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. You all may seated. Stay here, Ryan, because we're going to call everybody back up. If everybody else could come up from the confirmation class, and you can come down here, Ryan.
Here they are, the newest class of members of this Pendleton Center United Methodist Church. And I tell you that they are full of energy, full of creativity, and full of the Holy Spirit. Would you welcome them, please? I give you these gifts, um, the certificates themselves I invite you to give to your parents so that they can be kept safe. Um, and uh, especially Michael's uh, baptismal certificate because that becomes a part of your identity. You're welcome. Uh, when you open these gifts, they are not your typical um, confirmation gifts, so I invite you to read all that's in there with them um, and uh, enjoy them as they speak to uh, what I value most about this confirmation class and any confirmation class, is that each one of them gets to be who God created them to be. Nobody else, not like anybody else, not should be anybody else, but who they are. Michael and Lucas and Ryan and Alyssa and Melanie, God made you who you are, and God loves you exactly the way you are. So enjoy and welcome. Amen. You can go and sit down. You can sit you guys can go sit. Friends, we come now to our time of praying together, time for this morning's conversation with God. We have much to celebrate, and even in the midst of the challenges of this world, we have seen this morning that there are still so many good things moving in the kingdom of God and all the ways God moves in the world. Would you take a moment, unite your hearts with mine as we go before our God in prayer. Come, Holy Spirit. Move among us with the grace and power that only you possess. Fill us to the point that we radiate that light, that warmth, that fire to the world. Let us live as people who understand that the power of Almighty God dwells within us. The power of Almighty God moves around us. The power of Almighty God moves from us and affects all the things we touch. Lord God, you have shown us how you move through your people in the joys that we have seen today, joy that goes beyond our momentary circumstances, but to our deepest desires and our true relationship with you. Lord, you have shown us the way to true peace because peace is not the product of momentary quiet. It is the product of knowing that no matter what is happening around us, you are with us and we can be sure that you are in control. You have shown us the true nature of joy, joy that springs from us, that we in all things can know the truth that brings us that sense of contentment that goes beyond 
simply momentary moments of feeling good. So Lord, thank you for the gift that is the presence, the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we come before you today, we know that there is much that does weigh heavy on our hearts as we look into our world, that we see those who are hurting, hurting very deeply because of physical need, whether that need be for clothing, shelter, or food, that need may be for healing, for bodies that are not at their best, that need may be for community, people who don't know what we have just experienced together as one church family, for those who feel isolated and alone. Lord, let the love that flows from you through us into the world always help those who are in need and draw them into meaningful relationships not only with us, but more importantly, with you. And Lord, on this day, the day we saw that small group of people who were hiding and afraid, that were waiting for your movement to come, experience power in that almighty and unique way that sent them into the street to boldly declare your word. Let us follow their model and their example. For in a world that is hurting in all the ways that we have seen, in all the ways that we have named, what the world needs is the truth of your word, the depth of your love, and the presence of your people. So, Lord God, let us say yes. Let us say yes again. Come, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. morning. Today's scripture is from Acts verses, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, and chapter 10, verses 34 through 36. When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard, one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on and kept saying, Aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. The message he sent to the children of Israel that through Jesus Christ, everything is being put together again. Well, he's doing it everywhere, among everyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There was a lot of noise. 
on Pentecost, and there's going to be a lot of noise just temporarily. Go ahead and rip them open. Otherwise, they're going to be opening them through the whole service. <laughs> now hold them up and show, show the congregation. They're unicorns. Pentecost, 50 days after Easter. The disciples have been through just a time. They've been through a time when they saw Jesus killed on the cross. They were thrilled to see him after he was resurrected from the dead, and yet he was then gone again. They were exhausted from trying to go through these next weeks as disciples, as preachers. He had told them, go and teach and preach and baptize and make disciples. But they had lost their leader, and their hearts were broken. And they come to this place on this day of Pentecost as people who needed a miracle. They needed the power and the strength from somewhere other than themselves if they were going to live out their lives as disciples. And so they come to this place. And we hear the words from Scripture that people were talking all at once. There was a mighty wind and flames were, oh, they were coming out of the top of people's heads. And they all spoke in the language of where they had come. And yet, they all understood. This is the most amazing thing, this kind of Pentecost. Pentecost, we call it Pentecost because of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost existed before that as a festival of the Jewish community. But now it was different. Now it was different. And I want you to imagine, imagine in this place where we are, imagine if you were all speaking at once, and yet you understood each other. Imagine you were all describing your own faith in God, or maybe no faith in God. Imagine if you were all talking about how you feel about faith and God and church and all of that. Do you think any two of you would be saying the same thing? I don't think so. In fact, I'm pretty sure that even if it were my husband and I or myself and any one of our pastors standing next to each other, the words that we would speak would be different. But imagine us understanding each other. Imagine in your families, everyone understanding each other. For those of you who have toddlers, for those of you who have uh, high-spirited children, for those of you who have quiet children, for those of you who have teenagers, Lord have mercy. 
wouldn't it, and for those of you who are teenagers who have parents, wouldn't it be an amazing thing if we could actually understand each other and speak a language of faith? I have wondered, as we celebrate this birthday of the church, did the birthday of the church have to be this day when everybody spoke in these words of tongues and languages that people understood? Or might not the birthday of the church been in a manger in Bethlehem? Might not the birth of the church been when Jesus was baptized and God said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased, my beloved son? Could not the beginning in the birth of the church been with the first healing, the first resurrection of Someone, a child, a little girl, or Lazarus, could that have been the birth of the church? Is the birth of the church something that only happens once? Do we come to faith only once? There may be some time when we said, oh, you know, maybe I've always believed in God, but... I believe in God. There may be times when, like a lightning strike, we realize that our hearts are open to God and we call Jesus' name as Savior. Maybe we're still waiting for a moment like that. My thoughts, based on my own personal experience, is that we come to God over and over and over again. That yes, there is a first time, but it's a long time between our first time or the time when we recognize that we believe and when we die. At least I pray that that's the case. For if you're 12 or 13 or 14 and you're up here professing your faith, then you would hope that there are tens and twenties and thirties and fifties and sixties and even seventy more years of life. What I would like to offer is that we come to faith over and over again. Sometimes it's through worship and praise. Sometimes it's through a song. Sometimes it's through singing a song, not hearing a song. Sometimes we go to hear a Christian speaker or a Christian concert and they call people up who believe. Maybe it's being touched by the Spirit even when we didn't know it was the Holy Spirit at a funeral when we've lost someone we love and we feel so deeply. Maybe it's when we have the courage and the conviction to say yes you may have noticed, if you've been a part of confirmation services before, the questions are not always answered with yes. They're often answered with I do and I will. One of the things that changed my confirmation services forever was Columbine. And when a young woman was asked if she was a person of faith, and she said yes, and she died. Whether she would have died if she said no, we'll never know. But she said yes in the face of imminent danger. Maybe you, like I, 
have seen that we cannot get away from the suffering of the world. The last three years have brought about more suffering and loss than most of us can remember in our lifetime. Some of it's in your lives personally. Some of it is about you who have lost and struggled and suffered. Some as we've watched a world lose and suffer and struggle. So I wonder, I wonder, and I pray, can the birthday of the church be at the tops on Jefferson or on the street there? Can the birth of the church be at a school in Texas? Can the birth of the church be at a hospital, a funeral home, a church? Can the birth of the church be any place where God says, I am speaking to you and I send my Holy Spirit to give you the power to get through this, to give you the courage to keep saying, I believe, no matter what happens in the world? to give you the strength to get through what we've experienced together, but not to get through it on your own, not to get through it because you're tough, or as my daughter and I are wont to say, strong like bull. God has given us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's first arrival was not on the day of Pentecost because the Holy Spirit had been moving since the beginning of time. But this experience, this Pentecost experience, was the undoing of the Tower of Babel, which you may or may not remember from your vacation Bible school days or Sunday school or whatever. When God said to God's people, you will multiply and be fruitful. Go and make this kingdom, this community in favor and faith in God. And what did the people say? The people's response from Genesis 11. Come, let us build ourselves a city with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered abroad in the face of the whole earth. Well, guess what happened? Maybe you remember that God was angry because this was not what God had in mind. What God had in mind was that the people would be fruitful and multiply in their faith in God and create communities that worshipped God as their only God. So God cursed them with languages that separated them. So they could not understand each other anymore, and he scattered them across the earth. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about something in their name. It was about faith in God. And so now, after God has sent Jesus Christ and Jesus said, I will send you a helper... Anybody here ever need a helper? Come on, you can show a little more enthusiasm than that. I think we all need a helper. And I'll tell you, I think we've needed more help than we could possibly get in the weeks and months and years prior to this day. 
So, why not birth the church once again? Why not have the Holy Spirit descend upon us so that we might truly understand one another, whether it's one another here or one another somewhere else, whether it's one another here or whether it's one another in a different location with different people from different places who are different colors, who are different ethnic backgrounds, who are just different from us. That's the Pentecost I'm praying for. That's the Pentecost having been given the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit to get right here where we are. We often hear people say, go big or go home. Brothers and sisters, with the power of God and God's Holy Spirit, we can go big. We can shine our light of faith, even while tears of grief and sadness pour down our faces. We can shine like the sun, even on days when we are wondering what we're giving thanks for. Not because we do it on our own, but because the Holy Spirit is with us. And many people think, I don't know. I don't know if I had an experience of the Holy Spirit. What is she talking about? I can't tell you what it's going to feel like or what it has felt like for you. All I can say is that just as we hear in the Scripture, Acts 2, verse 21. This is a quote from the prophet Joel. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, not just some, not just one, but anyone and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. We are about to celebrate in the sacrament of Holy Communion, and that is a part of our calling out the Lord's name because we come and we say, feed us, fill us, so that we may be open to your Holy Spirit. And that, my friends, is my prayer for you and for me. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to have experienced it all. All you have to do is be open. Be open. And to know that the world will not defeat us. Not in life, not in death, not in all the things. The world will not defeat our faith. So let us believe. Let us pray for the movement of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we call upon you to come upon your people. Change us. Fill us. Help us to know your steps and your way. You are a God of love, a God of comfort. You are also a God of red, the color of the Holy Spirit, the color of 
shoes ready to move, the color of shirts and stoles and pyramids and flags that say we are stronger. We are bigger. We are small enough to make space and big enough to make change. Move upon us, O Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. to the Lord's table to receive Jesus' great gift of this sacrament. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right and our joy, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, your only Son, our Lord. This day we give you thanks because in fulfillment of your promise, you pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, filling us with your gifts, leading us into all truth, and uniting peoples of many tongues in the confession of one faith. Your Spirit gives us grace to call you our Father, to proclaim your gospel to all nations, and to serve you as a royal priesthood. Therefore, we join our voices with all the company of heaven and with all those in whom the Spirit dwells to proclaim the glory of your name, forever praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and a cup poured out may be for us the felt remembrance of the body of your beloved Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friend. He took bread, he blessed it. broke the bread, and he gave it to those gathered there, and they were changed, as he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He sat with him, and then he took the cup, and he blessed it, and he passed it around the table, saying to each one, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood, sign of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink and remember of me. Same meal is now offered to us. We 
gladly accept it knowing that in any ordinary moment like this, God can be revealed in us too. All is now ready. In remembrance of these mighty acts, we bring before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation. We proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ is God. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us work together for that day when your kingdom comes. Justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favor on your people. Gather us into your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to the feast at your table in heaven. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ. So that we might be the body of Christ for the world. And through him, with your Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours. Almighty God, now and forever. Let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father,
In our humanness, it's easy to see the obstacles. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, I think God gives us a chance to see the opportunities. So our closing song is called Thrive. And I think you're going to be glad if you were here early this morning, you heard us rehearse. You'll be glad we prayed for extra breath. (laughs) So we're going to bring the fire as the congregation. I'm going to invite you to stand as we close with our song, Thrive.
as you go from this place. May you feel the power of the Spirit. May you enjoy cake. If you want to see the confirmands, they are where the actual confirmation cake is, out in the fellowship hall where you are invited to go. But in the meantime, meantime, may the light and the power and the healing and the love and the courage of the Holy Spirit go with you now and forever. Amen.